P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby, and we've got Matt here, and we also have a special guest, Marin Polo. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What up? Marin's a longtime listener and also a huge Beyonce fan and also my sister-in-law. So we're excited to have her on here for her expertise as we break down Beyonce's newest project, The Lion King. So, Oh, did they change the name to The Lion King? I thought it was originally billed as Spirit, the extended cut featuring lions. <laughs> I thought it was The Lion Queen, but yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit, I'm confused, whatever. <laughs> that's what it should have been, honestly. I think, I think that's what the movie showed, is that the lions aren't worth anything and the lionesses are where it's at. But... Mm. Before we get into that, we've got a lot to unpack because, I mean, it's an exciting week. We didn't get to do our pop culture roundup this week because I was out of town. But we do get to talk about a little bit of pop culture because the new Cats trailer finally came out. The oh, my gosh. For. It's like... It's like God blessed us. He was like, this is your 50th episode. And in honor of that, we are going to give you the crappiest, weirdest, strangest trailer that has ever been invented, starring the one and only Taylor Swift in a bizarre catnip holding furry bodysuit CGI created heinous picture. It's pretty rough. I mean, are either of you familiar with the musical at all? Not at all. Yeah, that's gonna be a no from me (laughs) so it's like i feel like i'm missing something because it has to be i don't i don't get the appeal of it in general like i've obviously heard of the musical before i've seen like all the gifts of the like original movie and the broadway cast and the spandex outfits but this digital fur technology was just a whole thing it was just it was a lot it was a lot so this is the Lemez follow-up. The I think he did the King speech too, right? Is that? Yeah, that's what it said on the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so now we have this Cats musical, which I don't know who's asking for this, but they're doing it. They first released like a behind-the-scenes featurette about like it, and all the actors were taking it so seriously, and they were oh my gosh, yeah, doing choreography, and they were like, "Oh, here's the set piece. We're designing everything to be to scale, so we're the size of cats, and this chair is ten stories too big." and And it's just like they took it so seriously, and I was like, "Well, maybe it'll be interesting." And then the cats trailer dropped, and it was just horrifying to watch. Marin, what were your takes on this trailer? Oh, uh, goodness gracious. Uh, Shelby was like, Marin, watch this. And then I did, and I <laughs> almost threw up. I had like a hairball, I think. Just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it kind of just manifested itself while I was watching the trailer. Yeah, there was a and lot was of like, weird what? weird hair, weird hair situations going on. Well, plus, you are not a big Taylor Swift fan. If I <laughs> No, I'm not. There. Oh yeah. my gosh. This is like a dream come true on the podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah. yeah, never really been into Taylor Swift. Yeah, I felt bad stealing all your friends, Matt. So I figured I'd give you someone who who would get along with you better. You know, yeah. And so. Matt, I liked, isn't it romantic too? So. <laughs> oh my gosh! What I watched it on the plane word? yesterday. So <laughs> no, Mary, uh, you disowned. A, 
a true <laughs> masterpiece. So wait, why don't you like Taylor Swift? Let's get into this a little bit, shall okay, we? Okay, so <laughs> no, I'm that's ready. a lot I'm to ready. unpack. I can so, I sh- mean- sh- shush, 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 Shelby. <laughs> Let the guests speak. Well, I mean, I wasn't really ever really into her, and then <laughs> and then she beat Beyonce at the VMAs, and I was How like, "How old were you? You weren't around to care about that." Um, you don't I remember, remember seeing that. that on the news. I remember seeing that on the news. <laughs> I watched the Today Show every morning with my parents. <laughs> Fact, yeah. And then I did not. I just I liked 1989, okay. if I'm honest. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. hated when she came out with "Look What You Made Me Do." Oh my yeah. gosh, I was driven crazy because no gosh no one can make you do anything taylor swift no (laughs) one that's the joke (sighs) of the song oh man but it's not a joke because all of her all of her Mm -hmm. like her fans are 13 14 year old girls who don't know the difference between like a satirical take and that's like really an actual up. like it's really messed up coming from you. Okay, look at me. I oh, have a on, I have a Taylor Swift I have a Taylor Swift podcast and I'm not 13. So yeah, and we so. actually <laughs> wanted to talk to you about that. This is an intervention, Shelby, <laughs> on air. Mom, come on in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Miss Mrs. Boyer, you you had a piece to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this isn't the Taylor Swift show yet. We have a few. We have another month before that happens. But as far as this Cats trailer goes, um, she is probably one of the most outspoken stars in it because she's a big cat lover, and she doesn't do a lot of movies. So when she does a movie, it's kind of big news. But this also includes it's the weirdest cast ever. It's Judy Dench, oh gosh, Jason yes. Derulo, <laughs> Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Star of the hit film, Isn't It Romantic? (laughs) Hot off off her Oscar run for Isn't It Romantic? She's (laughs) transitioning to musicals. But it was just like all over the place. And what's most frightening to me, though. Oh, and James Corden, of course, he's in there. (laughs) Great, great role. Um, It's just the fur thing. The fur thing is really unsettling. It's like they're humans. But they're not in spandex and they don't look like real cats. They just have fur like digitally imposed on their flesh. And it's like they all happen to be really skinny, thin, like short haired cats. And I think they all should have been way fluffier because it's very, very grotesque to see. Yeah. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to go on a little bit of a rant here for a second. Classic. I am so confused about this movie because, yes, I've never seen the musical and don't really know the music from it. But when you see the costumes that those people wore and you read these names that are like Grizabella and Old Deuteronomy, it just seems like high camp. Like the people who are doing it are in on the joke that this is weird (laughs) and everybody's in these weird makeup. And I sort of assumed that it was some kind of comedy. And yet (laughs) when you watch the trailer, all of these people are taking it so freaking seriously. It's got this somber music throughout the whole thing. All of the shots, like there's no funny bits other than the Mm -hmm. Rebel Wilson falling off a thing and sitting on a mousetrap. But it's like all serious and then intercut with these clips and this somber sad sack music are these title cards that are saying things like, 
It will inspire you. <laughs> the movie that changed a generation. You know, these like grand things that you might mm-hmm. see intercut with like a 12 years a slave yeah. preview. And yet instead it's cats. <laughs> and on top of that, you have this cast that's like Taylor Swift, who can't act to save her life. James Corden, who's so Finch. annoying. Rebel Wilson, not people who you think would be in this prestige thing. And yet they are serious in the trailer. But then you also have Judy Dench. And Idris Elba, who are both very serious <laughs> actors. So yes. it's very weird. And then this behind the scenes thing, which <laughs> came out, I watched it again after the trailer came out. And it's mm-hmm. legitimately like an SNL spoof. It's like they're so serious. <laughs> and when you think about what they're talking about the whole time, yeah. you're like, they can't like they can't think that this is like high art. But they have to be right. in on the joke that this is like campy. Right? But apparently <sighs> not. I don't know. I mean, I tried to look up the... It's like based on a Tennyson poem, you know? So it's like... T.S. Eliot, I believe. Oh, okay. One of them. <laughs> Someone wrote a long poem and they made a musical out of it somehow. And um, I don't know if it's a comedy. I don't I don't think it is. I mean, the main song is Memories, isn't it? So... Yeah, I'm like pretty sure it's a drama. Yeah, I think it's pretty serious. It's like a vehicle for... <laughs> human emotion i guess that like the lion king is also a vehicle and it's about animals <laughs> but also Ooh. cats is not really about animals it's about well it is about animals it's it about is cats. it's about cats that is a good segue <laughs> it oh it's weird i worked on it I did. yeah you planned it <laughs> you're like let's not talk about this too long which is fair because <laughs> We have like six more months of promotion to get through for this movie, and then we have to sit mm. through it. And so, Glorious. the point is, the trailer's out there. The digital fur technology is for all of us to see, and um, I I remain very unthrilled about this film. So, yeah, I have never been more excited about a movie in my life. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch it, and I can't wait for our episode about it. <laughs> It's going to be so bad. I can't get over it. But I would say one of my most uh, uh, talked about films is this is The Lion King. So I'm excited to get into this because this was a moment for me. I've been talking about it on our podcast a lot because, you know, it's been promoted a lot. And I've hated every step of the promotion cycle. I've not been excited about any of it. But I think both of you were a little bit more on board, if only because of Beyonce. So, um, I mean, yeah, like what were your were you guys excited going into it? Were you guys anticipating it being good? What were your first reactions? I was extremely excited, if not only because Beyonce and Donald Glover were in it. Mm -hmm. I love them both with Mm -hmm. all of my heart. Well, Beyonce more, but, you know, (laughs) still a Gambino lover. But I don't know. I was excited about seeing it just because I'm also kind of like, if if we're being honest, I know that they're not the best well-made movies that Disney remakes, but I'm also Mm -hmm. like into them, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell the class how many times you saw Aladdin. (laughs) Let's not go into that. But... Oh, no, this is high journalism. How many times did you see Aladdin? I saw it three times in theaters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, one of the times was free. 
The other time, my mom paid for me. And then the other time was $5 Tuesday. So like, Yeah, but all three times you wanted to go, you know? So you yeah, I was down that. for it. The colors are pretty, okay? <laughs> Did you see it, Shelby? I didn't see no, it. No, I never but got I've around to it. But I've heard it was better than expected. So, you know, I trust your taste, Marin. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not great is the thing. So you might not actually like it. <laughs> So low recommendation there. Uh, Matt, were you excited about this? Lion King going into it? You know, when I saw, I feel like the first time I heard about this, maybe this is the same for you, was when they released that like poster, uh, I don't know, a year or so ago, that was just a list or or pictures of all the cast members that said, you know, Beyonce as Nala, Donald Glover as Simba, and it just went through the whole star-studded cast. And at that point, I was really excited because, yes, Childish Gambino slash... Donald Glover is great. He's so funny in Community, and he's really good in Atlanta, and he can also sing, so he feels like an ideal choice. And then you have Beyonce playing a queen lion. What could go (laughs) better than that? So I was excited for the the movie part of it, or for the cast. Mm -hmm. And then as we started seeing, like, trailers and some of these things started to come out about... It's live action, but it's actually almost <laughs> entirely digitally rendered. And we got these trailers where we didn't see the lion's mouths move. And that seemed to be like, fishy. fishy, what are they hiding? I grew more skeptical. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will then say that prior to seeing this movie, Beyonce came out with her spirit (laughs) music video and song and also the album The Gift, which is like Mm -hmm. music inspired by The Lion King. And both of those (laughs) were so so incredible that then I sort of rehyped myself up for the movie going into it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Marin had a similar experience with spirit. (laughs) She... uh, Marin, yeah, yeah. Marin's emotional about Beyonce. <laughs> I cried. I literally turned on the music video at work. Don't tell my coworkers. But I just like started crying. <laughs> and my coworkers were helping customers and I was crying in the back yeah, to a Beyonce Let's talk music about this video. Beyonce music video for a, a hot second. This is incredible. <laughs> they like flew out in the middle of the desert. She has all of these great backup dancers. She's in the most incredible outfits that I have ever seen. There's like 10 outfit changes, I think. And she's dancing with these dancers so and the music beautiful. is swelling. And it just reinforces to me how brilliant Beyonce is in so many levels that one she's a great singer two she's a, a phenomenal dancer and not like like Sam Smith had a music video came out this week and everyone was like yeah Sam Smith is a great dancer he has like two moves in the entire right. thing that clearly like someone really coached him through and they got it in like one take and used it in the video but Beyonce is like actually like at the caliber of her backup dancers that's how good mm-hmm. she is and then on top of that she's just a visionary like these the, the idea for this music video and for this song is just so spectacular and then you watch and then you listen to the gift which is the album like that's mm-hmm. not music from the movie but is inspired by the movie and she went and found all of these like african so musicians good. who aren't necessarily famous but she wanted actual african musicians on this album because it's about lions in Africa and how it's incorporated with like popular musicians from America and all of these Mm -hmm. different styles. It's just like, 
it's just another level. I I don't even like just when you think Beyonce cannot do herself, she flies to a friggin' waterfall with a million <laughs> backup dancers and blue ivy, and you know has has us crying in the back of our offices. So here's my question though: It's like, well, so when did the Lion King become? Because like all respect, totally agree. I think it's great. But when did the Lion King become like the Beyonce vehicle? You know, like was that part when of the Beyonce agreement? Yeah, was it like, was it was she like, you know what, guys, I'll take it from here. Like, how did that, how did that play out? Because I feel like that has been the general press from the situation is like, oh, look at what Beyonce is doing instead of like, here's the Lion King. You know, so so I'm just curious about when that happened and like if that was planned or if Beyonce just saw a chance. I bet it was planned. No, I bet it was planned. I bet they were like, hey, Beyonce. I mean, like she wouldn't sign on if she knew her only song was going to be um, <laughs> Can You Feel the Love Tonight in the Lion King movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's another thing. They should have added more songs to the musical. <laughs> that's a whole different thing, like the yeah. Broadway one. But... Yeah. Like they wouldn't, she wouldn't have just signed on for that. Like she right. had to have more things planned, yeah. and they had to have more pl- things planned for her. Yeah, Beyonce is at the stage in her career where she is not doing things willy nilly or sort of like <laughs> because of the paycheck. She is clearly picking projects that she feels strongly about and that she has a very strong vision for. I mean, she put up that whole Coachella concert set basically just for two nights and spent months and months planning on it. So I am sure that when they approached her about this, I mean, she's an executive producer on the movie, mainly, Mm. I think, because of the musical aspects of it. But, you know, she had a hand in a lot of the reworking of the songs from the original. Obviously, she is singing in Can You Feel the Love Tonight? She has her own original song, Spirit, which is in the movie. She's also in charge of this album that's on the side. And she's been very involved in all of the marketing and publicity of this. I think that when they approached her, they were like, look, this is a big project and we want big star-studded people to be involved in it. I mean, they got Elton John to come out of retirement to do a song for it. So... (laughs) I think that this was always sort of in the works and Beyonce was just like, okay, if this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it really well. And also she is, I think clearly gunning for the Oscar. She was nominated <laughs> for it back with dream girls. And, and was it like a different point of her career then where she wasn't quite as respected? And I think she right. just saw Lady Gaga come in and get it last time. And she was like, you know what? I am going to put, all of my effort into this. I'm going to go for this Oscar. I'm going to deliver an amazing song, an amazing music video, and I'm not going to like skimp on all of the rest of this stuff. Like this isn't something where Beyonce like flew into a sound studio, recorded something, and then it's never going to be seen again. She's like, no, I am putting all of my effort into this. If you aren't going to give me the Oscar, it's going to (laughs) be dragging it out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah. That's the thing with Beyonce though. Everything she does, she puts like everything into and that's why she's so great is because everything she does, she cur- curates to be the best. Yeah, yeah which is interesting because that brings us to The Lion King 2019, which is a direct remake of the 1994 original, which has been, you know, a beloved classic since its release. Um, really respected for its animation, its music, its characters. 
Um, I mean, it was nominated for Oscars. It won Golden Globes. It had a cast of Matthew Broderick and James Earl Jones and Jeremy Irons. So a big cast, big names, big deal. Why did we get a remake? You know, that's the million dollar question, I think. And it's interesting because, like Matt said, a lot of the promotion was focused on this star studded cast and kind of refocusing it on, you know, actors of color and um, people with a background in music more. And so it did just sort of seem like a a vanity project to me a little bit. And um, I guess like, you know, the real question of the hour is, did it work for you as a film? Like, was it worth it? Did Beyonce giving her all? Did this cast being so big? Did it pay off? Was it a good investment for all of them? I liked it. I actually saw it with Shelby. Mm -hmm. And so... I think she saw me once Beyonce came on screen freak out, but it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I I liked it. I am not usually the biggest fan of the whole like animals speaking thing. Right. Didn't they do that in the Jungle Book and stuff too, yeah. though? Yeah, that was the same director. Yeah, I wasn't like too bothered by it, actually. Once it started going, I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't really distracted by the animals talking and I kind of just got lost in the nostalgia of the Lion King because obviously Mm -hmm. we all watched that when we were little and yeah I I'm into it I didn't have like big problems other than I wanted there to be more Beyonce (laughs) um songs but I mean that's with everything so right you know I was I was into it okay Matt well what was your takeaway leaving the theater yeah I feel like I uh, uh, part of me thought going in that I was going to hate it or going to hate parts of it. And I ended thinking that I actually liked it for a couple of reasons. One, I think the music is really good in it and really strong, which is a big selling point in the original. Like I forgot how great the score is and how great all of these musical numbers are. And I think that most of them with maybe the exception of be prepared, which we can talk about later, was <laughs> like a a big fun investment and and an interesting thing to listen to. And I also thought that the visual effects were obviously stunning. The way that they create these landscapes and these animals. And I kept having to tell myself like, this is not, it's not like they shot a picture of the desert and then put this fake lion in it. It's like the desert is fake and the lion is fake and it all looks very realistic. And I wasn't really thrown off at all by the animals speaking (laughs) i didn't necessarily get as much characterization if i as i wanted which we can also talk about but in general i didn't think i wasn't thrown off by it it wasn't like watching the cats trailer where i was like what is going on here this is just so bizarre and unsettling for me and also like you said this is basically a shot for shot remake of the lion king well the lion king is a really great story and really moving so yes this wasn't really bringing anything new but it was also giving me a story that is really solid and i was feeling the emotion of it separate from whether or not i had already seen it and i guess because i hadn't seen the original lion king you know i'm probably like i don't know seven eight years i liked this one 
more as well because there were small little things that I was like, oh, I forgot that was in the original. So I was like a little bit surprised by. But I don't know. I I sense that you're gearing up for a big takedown, Shelby. So I'll let you have the floor. Well, no, I'm just I'm surprised because I really I mean, I didn't like it. I I tried to keep an open mind going into it. And the opening shots are truly stunning. Like you are like, wow, this is amazing. It's incredible that they animated this. It really does like prove like there's there's a bright future for like this digital animation. They did amazing things. It was, I mean, the baby Simba was cute. It was cool. But then it was like, I just like, I mean, everything you guys are saying is like a pro are things that were done well already with the original. And I think that's what really just like frustrated me was I was like, they're basically taking the entire script with just a few changes. They're taking all the music, but sacrificing some of the best songs or melodies. They lost all the like fun of the original with the hyenas, with the, I mean, really you had the only jokes were Timon and Pumbaa here and they did a great job, but everyone else was kind of like dead inside. Scar was no longer this fun villain. He was just like, the most boring character to watch on screen. And it was like, I really felt more and more disengaged as the film went on because there was just, I was just left wondering like, why, you know, like why put all this time and energy and artistry into a film that's already been done and was done in my opinion, superiorly with the hand-drawn animation, just because there was room for character growth and emotional displays that you can't get when you have realistic lions talking about like, no worries and eating grub it just like doesn't work in the same way and it felt just kind of soulless to me I guess and so I want I guess like it's hard because I mean you both kind of mentioned this that it's like oh there's the nostalgia and oh it was fun to see this thing I hadn't thought about in a decade but isn't that kind of bad for a film that it's like the only reason you like it is that it reminds you of the original you know I don't know that's a good question, Shelby. I haven't thought about it that way. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Win. Well, I don't know. I feel like I would like it just generally, too. I mean, I actually watched, I'm bringing it up Aladdin again, but I watched Aladdin like the night before, like the, the animated version mm-hmm. of Aladdin, like the night before I went to see Aladdin. Right. And so I remembered how stuff went. And. I still enjoyed it, and I feel like I would have had a similar experience with The Lion King. Yeah. I can see what you're saying for sure, because I feel like it's a movie that's, like, critically, it's good in terms of, like, visuals and stuff, Uh but, like, the rest of it, it's, like, good, but it's also, like, more of an enjoyable film rather than one that you have to think a lot about, especially (laughs) since you have the other version of it does that make sense and i don't know i'm i like movies like that the ones that you can just like take for what it is you know what i mean that they're just fun which in my opinion that was yeah but at the same time it was kind of like for me at least the having the 
constant reminder of the original made me miss parts of it. Like I was like, especially with Scar and the hyenas, I was just like, oh man, they were so much more fun. You know, we had that epic musical number with Be Prepared or even like with I Just Can't Wait to Be King, which is such a spectacle in the animated one. When you're constantly comparing it, the new one to the old one, you're just like, oh... Like, I miss that. And like, oh, why'd they change that joke and keep this one? And I was constantly distracted by the comparisons, I guess. Yeah, I I sort of don't understand. I mean, I understand why they remade this, because obviously they knew they were going to get a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. they did. This movie made uh, it's made over five hundred million dollars already worldwide. It made one hundred and ninety one million on its opening weekend in the U.S. alone, which is a crazy amount of money. Mm -hmm. So they knew what they were doing. But it is interesting thinking, okay, I think the original is better. This isn't really doing anything different from the original. So why did they make it other than kind of as a vehicle for this new music and this technology they had? And when you look at it that way, I think there is a temptation to be like, well, this movie's stupid and pointless. But at the same time, if I had never seen the original Lion King and I just went and saw this and I didn't know that it was based on something else, I think I would think that this was a good movie, if that Mm. makes sense. Actually, I read this um, interesting article from someone who had actually never seen the original and they were talking about watching this one. And they said that they kind of felt like they were missing some of the jokes like and I think part of that it's impossible to not at least know about the Lion King so you're already like comparing to something you even if you haven't seen it but I think the main thing that boiled down to like why I didn't like this was just the lack of like real emotion because honestly the animated Lion King when Mufasa dies like I cry and it's like such a powerful moment and they really linger in on this sad scene of the of the poor little cub cuddling up to his dad and asking him to wake up and it just like hits you right in the gut and here it's like they almost like just move forward past that beat because they're like oh everyone's already seen it they know what's happening let's move on to the next part and it just felt like they were constantly like rushing through the familiar scenes already and adding new stuff. And I just Mm. didn't feel the same. And it was just like disappointing for me. I felt like this movie was doing anything but rushing. It felt (laughs) a little bit long for me. There were definitely scenes like that whole extended sequence of Simba's piece of fur being floating (laughs) through the breeze, being eaten by the giraffe, going in the poop, being rolled around by the dung beetle. I was like, what the heck is happening? This is so frigging slow yeah i think that the areas that they were so excited about though did mean that they had to sacrifice in some places because they wanted to make this so hyper realistic they didn't they weren't able to give the lions or any of the animals really as much emotion Mm -hmm. in their face as they would Mm -hmm. have in an in the original animated version. So I do think that there was a little bit of lack of emotion there. It was more like a cold, beautiful rendition of this and a lot less personal. And then also because they wanted these high caliber singers to (laughs) voice these parts, I think that they struggled a little bit in the delivery of the lines that weren't singing. And so you have kind of a little bit of these stilted performances with these unemotional animations, which caused difficulty. I think especially in the first half, 
the yeah. kid actors were really bringing me nothing. <laughs> Matt, no. That kid was... <laughs> I love the kid who played Simba. He was so cute. And also, he was he played, played baby Simba on, like, the... In Bro- on Broadway. Well, he should go back like, to that, because he's not bringing it to the silver screen. <laughs> I mean, his voice was very good, but his acting was not great. And I looked him up, and he was also in the movie Little, where, yet again, his <laughs> voice was good, but his acting was lacking something. <laughs> Famously Shelby's favorite movie of 2019 I thought so it was far. her third favorite movie. No, it was not. It did not make <laughs> it. No, not at all. But um, let's talk about the cast because I'm curious because um, because that was something that I was sort of surprised by. Like I, I thought, oh well, it'll be great. Like Beyonce, Donald Glover, this will be so fun. Oh, James Earl Jones is back, and they had a great cast. But I felt like none of them really stepped up to plate. Like. Aside from Timon and Pumbaa, who seemed to be having the most fun, and that was Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, everyone else just kind of felt asleep. Let's just play like a quick game where we just go through the cast and say like yay or nay on like were they bringing it, (laughs) not in the singing, but just like as a voice actor. I feel like that'll be fun. Yeah. Hmm, Okay. Okay. So Donald Glover as Simba, yes or no? Hells no. I say yes. Always. I thought he was good. I thought he was fun. Uh, I don't know. I just, I mean, even when he was singing, I felt like he disappeared. Like, I just, I couldn't hear him. I didn't feel like he cared. Like, that big moment when he's looking in his reflection and then he sees his father in the sky. Like, I didn't feel anything. Yeah, but that was also the fact that his eyes were dead because. Yeah, he was dead inside and it just didn't. Yeah. (laughs) What about, what about JD McCrary playing young Simba? I thought he did good. I just (laughs) talked about that though. So, yeah, I think I think um, I'm trying to even remember. I would say I would say a soft yes, like a fine, like a okay. I'll take it. (laughs) Up against okay, like James Earl Jones reprising his role as Mufasa, who I think is great. There was just like not like. uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is so fun and was like an actual established right. actor by that point and was obviously a lot older than this kid is but I felt like he brought a lot to the role where this kid felt like he was reading the lines for the first time in basically <laughs> like whatever the <laughs> standard emotion was but without at least like he was, any variance. No, at least he was trying, you know, he had he had different levels in his voice like it wasn't just a monotone delivery, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Chiwetel Ejiofor as oh Scar. My gosh. He's the guy from... Oh, I love um, his voice. I love his voice, it. though. He didn't do great as worst. Scar, but I love Oh, he voice. was so boring. He was the worst part of this movie for me, hands yeah, down. He was really bringing me nothing. And I wanted that song Such to be big and fun. And he wa- he wasn't even really singing. It was sort of yeah. just like a speech. That's true. Yeah. That's it true. Was a, what is here? That is like one of the best moments of the movie. And like, obviously, you can't have like a hundred hyenas doing the Hitler march like I get it but they didn't even like try to do anything and the fact that they didn't like usually in the original Scar is in cahoots with the hyenas already but here he just kind of breezes in gives his little speech and breezes out and it was just like he was asleep the whole time I think he was trying to be dramatic and damaged like he did this interview where he was like oh yeah I just think Scar is a lot more troubled and he's just been through so much and I'm like dude 
it's a freaking lion. Like you have to bring something to the screen here. Like we're counting on you to make us care, to like make us invested. And he just did nothing. He should never do voice work again. Like the original uh, and with cats, this needed an (laughs) element of camp to it that just wasn't quite there. Like the, I just can't wait to be king number camp, the be prepared number camp. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't really here. And Mm -hmm. I also felt like they were missing a point for like a really timely reference here. Like, yes, we can't do the Hitler thing, but maybe like (laughs) hyena lives matter or um, make hyenas great again. You know, there were, there were, there were things that you could have put in here that, you know, were skipped over, which I felt like was a missed opportunity. Yeah. And can we talk about the hyenas for a second? Because, and again, they were, I don't know why the director decided to make this movie so serious because in the animated one, it's, you know, like you said, campy. And the storyline itself, it's Hamlet. It's melodramatic, you know? It's meant to be It's meant to be infused with some level of, like, hysteria and drama. But here it's just, like, played very serious. And instead of the funny, laughing, giggling, nervous hyenas in the original, we get these, like, boring, serious, party pooper, droll hyenas that, again, their voices were not doing anything for me, which is too bad. Well, it's weird because the original had three comedians, including Mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg (laughs) doing the voices. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it's like Keegan-Michael Key is doing a funny thing, but then Mm -hmm. the other two are serious. So it's a weird... Yeah. I don't know. Did this work for you, Marin, or was this a... Oh, it did not work for me very well. I agree. Yeah. Then, wait, was there... Was Ed there? Did I even... Did I miss Ed? I don't think they... I think they changed all their names. They renamed them. No, they're the same names. I swear. No, because it was Ed and it was, it was Ed, Ed and Shenzi was the same. Shenzi, Shenzi, no. But I think they changed them all to like African names in this. Yeah, version. I don't oh, think okay, there was okay. an Ed. And they made Ed the girl was like this dumb one. <laughs> yeah, and they made the girl like the leader. It it just like they tried to add this weird dramatic edge to the relationship there, and it's like, no, you need some like if not fun, then at least just like some sass, some like drama. But instead it was just like, oh, I just hated it. It was, that's when I knew it was not going to be anything close to what I wanted was when the hyenas showed up and they were just not having any fun torturing these little baby cubs. Mm, Yes, that's what we want. Fun torturers. Mm. Fun Mm. in life. We could have got a Guantanamo Bay reference in there. Again, missed opportunities. Yes, exactly. I felt like where the movie excelled, though, was sort of in the funny bits. I thought that Billy Mm -hmm. Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa were great. And I also Mm -hmm. loved John Oliver as Zazu. I thought the three of them were like the shining stars of the movie. I no, ask me, ask me about John Oliver. Ask me rapid fire. Did I like John Oliver? No, I thought he was so bad. <laughs> I didn't ask you. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even ask. We didn't you, ask Shelby. yet, Shelby. <laughs> no, I thought he was the uh, aside from Scar. He was the worst part of the movie for me. What? Why? I just it felt so like again like he just rolled up to the recording studio he's like okay let me read my lines now I'm gone it just there was no like depth not depth I guess there was just like no one was having fun that day in the studio and and the jokes weren't landing because again they had been written a decade ago and delivered better and his big moment of course is I just can't wait to be king 
And that whole scene was kind of lackluster for me because, you know, they can't have the same kaleidoscope effect of animals stacked on top of each other that they had in the animated. So it was just a bird sort of flying around these animals and they were just running through these (laughs) herd of animals and it just it just didn't feel there was no real emotion there it just felt so and in the original he like gets sat on by yeah, an elephant there's like so more fun. like looney tune kind of gags with <laughs> zazu that aren't in this one because it's a real bird yeah supposedly. exactly <laughs> that's but i true, think this true. brings us to a moment that i sort of never wanted to get to what did we think about Beyonce's voice <laughs> acting? I will never say anything bad about Beyonce. <laughs> ever. So I loved it. Of course. Of course. I thought. I think that maybe Beyonce hmm. was too good for the movie. I'll say <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. But well said. She... <laughs> Beyonce is not a human in that she is a queen and she cannot have <laughs> casual conversation with the commoners and make it sound right. like run of the mill. So she was giving it her all, I think, and trying to sound like a plebeian, but mm. she just like wasn't convincing me that she right. was having an actual conversation. It felt like she was <laughs> told like sort of ah like this is what the young hip kids are saying and then she was trying to like deliver those lines there was just a barrier there that i could feel i really thought you were a stan thought you were a stan (laughs) that's fine that's fine well this is my question is um i'm not as familiar with the like broadway musical but that there's like this whole added segment with nala here um where they kind of give her some stuff to do i guess where she's She's trying to rally the troops of these lady lionesses against Scar. And they're like, no, let's just stick with it. And then she decides to sneak out. And it was all kind of like very confusing and disjointed to me. Is that in the musical? Is that where that's from? Well, she has she definitely has a a bigger part in the musical. Do you remember that part Mm -hmm. where Scar tries to like proposition her to become the... I guess why yeah so that queen, happens in the yeah, yeah that happens in the musical and then she has this <laughs> whole big musical out. number that's beautiful mm-hmm. and I really wanted in the movie again besides that's the interesting they didn't because I do remember that there's it's like what's it called um Shadowland the, yeah and I remember everyone talking about that and I felt like there were rumors that that would be in this movie I think maybe I just talk to you a lot about it maybe i was like shadowland shadowland hey shelby yeah. guess what shadowland should be yeah. and um. it's like they obviously love beyonce enough that they let her basically run the show so it was weird that they gave her this like pseudo extra work to do which was like 12 lines of voice work instead of giving her a musical number because she really only had one true musical musical number when she's singing can you feel the love tonight in the middle yeah. of the afternoon um yeah and so yeah. it was weird they oh, didn't yeah. let her have a moment. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Shadowland. I wanted a different song from there, too. I wanted plenty. But anyway, no, Beyonce has a big, or Nala has a bigger part in the musical. So, like, I don't know about the thing with the hyena part, mm-hmm. but I know that the part with Scar happens, and then she says she's going to leave the Pride Lands to go find help. And then the lionesses give her a blessing or something. Also, in the musical, Rafiki's a girl. Oh, man. Oh. So, because wow. they were like, hey, not enough women. <laughs> yeah. Of and course. so they made Rafiki a girl. <laughs> 
I heard that they were Side going note. to put Shadowlands in this, but they decided, well, it's either Shadowlands or a long extended sequence about Simba's about fur, yeah. and that <laughs> seems more Gosh. interesting, so they put that in <laughs> instead. Of course. Exactly. And that's the other that's the other thing you mentioned is like it did seem like they were like, oh, well, we need some female representation. So they have like a throwaway line at the beginning where they're like, oh, so Robbie's already out front, like hunting the hyenas. And I was like, oh, yeah, girl power. Like, that's real. That's what the lionesses would have been doing. And then they have this whole Nala arc where she's kind of given something, I guess, to work with. But honestly, watching the movie, like it just made me realize like, Simba has no business being king. He's a freaking loser. He's like a stoner who just like left home when it got hard and now he gets to like come back and save the day. But really what should have happened is Nala should have just like challenged Scar, beaten him, killed the hyenas and become queen of the Pride Land. So it's like, what was going on with that? You know, they had a moment that they could have really made this an interesting new film and instead they and just also, the what quo. is going on with the elephant graveyard? It feels like pollution. Like maybe they should have done something <laughs> with that and, you know, Sarabi you're should saying, have instituted environmental reform. You don't want, <laughs> you don't, you didn't want a plot twist where Beyonce was like, you know what? I'm Beyonce. I'm taking this mother. You know, yeah, I would have loved that. I mean, that. <laughs> I yes, obviously, I would not object to that. Yeah, they had room for it. You know, they they could have like made her no. queen of the Pride Land. Wait, like back to Simba being a stoner. So are you like, oh yeah, saying that maybe the bugs made him high? Like what? I just what mean, is the stoner I just mean part? he's like, I just mean he just like left. <laughs> he's like Hakuna Matata. He's just lounging around with his fat friends. Like he's just. He's chilling, you know, not that he's well, literally that baked, up, but... But, like, what if he was? Like, wouldn't that be an interesting, like... If he was a stoner. Of the movie. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. why don't we add I that in? they leaned into that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a great really... idea, Shelby. You should make a remake of The Lion King. Where... Lion King. I'll do a Cats version with humans with digital fur <laughs> animation. It'll be good. Really Yeah, I think that's stuff. a really good idea. And I think you should do Nala it. Nala will take one look at him and be like, you know what? I'm just going to go take care of this myself. And she would because she's a boss. So, I mean, that sort of is the plot of The Lion King 2, which is another fantastic <laughs> movie and hopefully will be oh my made gosh, are we gonna as get the... a live action. <laughs> yes. Well, I want is Lion King one and a half because I just uh, need more Timon and Pumbaa in my life. So. Yes. so I'd be all for that. I think it was also interesting. I mean, and maybe we can talk about the music a little bit because like we said, they kind of gave a f- watered down version of Scar's song. And then Can You Feel the Love Tonight did not take place at night. And they also just had a rewrite of Hakuna Matata to get an on the nose fart joke in there instead of just leaving it with the not in front of the kids line. And I don't know if that affected you guys at all, but it really bothered me. <laughs> there were some weird meta parts in Hakuna Matata where yeah. they were talking about like, how they needed to stop and they needed the audience or to leave the audience wanting more. There was like some meta things in there that I found funny, but also found strange in this movie. That's otherwise very (laughs) serious. So tonally issues. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, I liked, I liked Billy Eichner. I just Mm -hmm. like when he talks, I think it's so funny. So I kind of like that they left it on the nose and made it a little bit different. (laughs) Like you're saying, Shelby, they're making it into their own. 
I guess, but only for themselves. like 30 seconds. It's like, why do well, they, what makes them decide nothing, to keep right? that? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that better than nothing? What, what pleases you? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> what do you want from you. me? <laughs> Yeah, you want I it mean, to be different. Oh no, too different. You want it to be the same. Oh no, I want two them the same. To like, pick a lane, right? Like it's like if you're gonna do a shot for shot remake, then have the best jokes in there. And if you're not, then like try harder to make it original and interesting. You know? I don't know. I see what you're saying, but I also think. I mean, they can't make it too different, or else people would get mad. People get mad but at stuff like you that. You liked Aladdin, and Matt liked yeah. Dumbo. It was a little bit different. Aladdin wasn't the same exactly. Oh, and and I love Cinderella. Cinderella has been told. You like that one because it's been told so many different times in so many different ways that you don't have a specific way. I guess. Like that's you fair. have the Cinderella, but you. Right, right. That's right. what I thought There's about when I listened to your episodes. I'm like, that's why she likes it. <laughs> that's mm. fair diagnosis. I can I can take that in stride. Such I see your point. Commentary. <laughs> you are really getting to the heart of Shelby Marin, and I appreciate this. Like that she she doesn't even know what she wants. She's you know <laughs> difficult to please. This is all. I'm glad that someone other than me is saying this. Yeah, yeah. It really makes me think. I love you, Shelby. <laughs> no. Okay. We don't need that. I'm gonna cut that out. Um, to bring this to an a little bit of an end, would you recommend that people see this now in the theaters, possibly three times, once for free, once with your mom paying, and once for five dollars? Would you see it later, or would you see it never? I I would say watch it in your dollar theater. <laughs> hey. That is a, you know what, Marin? I'm proud of you for making that statement because you could have said just, oh, yeah, you have to see it, support Beyonce. But, but I'm, I'm proud of you, you know? You, well, you I made think a the spectacle of it all you should watch in the theater, <laughs> but I don't know if you should spend that much money on it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Tickets are expensive unless you have like an AMC thing like Shelby. AMC A list. Hey, yo. No, hey. I would say just never see it. I would say just watch the original, listen to the new Beyonce soundtrack, and call it good. You know, like that's the highlight that you guys have talked about. So. That way you can just circumvent having to sit through watching these dead-eyed, freaky, straight-faced animals trying to sing about eating bugs. Yeah, the extended Beyonce music video that is Spirit and also, what's the song, Bigger, I think is the other song that's in it, Yes, is very great and features a lot of clips from the movie but also is Beyonce's music video so I think that is a must watch now and is only like eight minutes long so just like (laughs) watch that immediately and then if you feel inspired and are a Beyonce fan you can go watch this in theaters it's definitely worth watching it's not like bad you won't get bored I don't think and then but if you don't you can always watch it like later on a DVD or whatever yeah, or never. It's so, you know, whatever yeah, you whatever watch it. about. Yeah, just watch or, or not. It's just, you know, whatever works. Okay. I'm I'm nervous, but Shelby, you did winners and losers for this I episode, did. which I, I feel did. like is really going to, you know, be full of venom, but I'm ready for them. <laughs> okay. Yes, I did prepare these and I put a lot of thought into them. So. Oh gosh. Okay. <clears throat> this week's loser is Warthogs Everywhere. 
Gone is the vision of cute, cuddly, friendly little buddy we got from the 1994 version. Instead, we get the nightmarish reality of a four-tusk, wire-haired, gnarly little dude who somehow looks more frightening than a full-fledged lion. If you think kids are picking you out of the toy store lineup or plastering your face on blankets (laughs) and pajamas ever again, think again. Because your little stint as the cute sidekick with the bright smile is officially over. Sorry, Pumbaa, but this hyper-realistic digital animation no one asked for just made sure you're the real loser here. Yeah, I kept thinking that he had like a pencil or something in his mouth. I was very (laughs) confused by the lower set of tusks. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. It's like... That that dramatic black and white photo they did of all the characters with their animated versions. Oh yeah, it is really so scary. <laughs> that Pumba is like in my nightmares. He's just terrifying to look at. So another question I have is, and I haven't been to like a Walmart or anywhere to know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of you guys have, since you live, <laughs> you know, more out in the country. Oh, uh, but. What kind of merchandise are they selling with this? Like, are they doing action (laughs) figures and board games and stuff that are like based on the original with all of that animated stuff? Because it feels like that those are products that would be easier to sell. But they're not. I have an answer for you. Movie. Oh, perfect. You know why they already made this movie, right? It's because they had extra promotional stuff from (laughs) nineteen ninety whatever, and they remade it so that they could resell it. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, I would understand why, because the real stuff is terrifying, <laughs> and no one wants that in their house. But so. like, they did a whole movie because they just wanted to get rid of <laughs> yeah, the stuffed animals the that they had. <laughs> it's a yard sale. No, I haven't seen any new stuff. Yeah, I think it's the old stuff. Okay, but I don't think it's the old stuff. Like, I mean, they can't just re-release. That would be so. I would be furious actually because. That would just be like you're admitting that your show is garbage and you don't even want to make material because everyone just wants the original stuff anyway. So I hope there's a scary looking four tusk <laughs> warthog well, out then, there for someone to hold on to at night because otherwise there this probably is, all is. nothing. But it's like uh, like if you're selling children's bedding and stuff like I remember we had Pocahontas <laughs> bedding growing up. <laughs> Because that came out when, or like Hercules. But if they do a live action Hercules and it's like Chris Hemsworth, they're not going to sell betting (laughs) that has like Chris Hemsworth's face on it. You know, that feels weird. You know, (laughs) that sounds like a good idea. I think you're onto something there. And this is another intervention. Uh, Mrs. Boyer, come back in. Uh, Yes, Shelby has a weird betting fetish. Um,. Anyways, do you want to hear the the winner? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> drum roll, please. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you want me to do drum roll? Like yeah. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. <laughs> this week's winner is me because I mother effing told you so. <laughs> Oh gosh. Shelby! <laughs> I thought you said you put work into this, Shelby. I did. Is there more or was that oh, it? No, that's, that's it. That's the important stuff. Right? Oh my gosh. Oh my word. 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, Matt, what did we say? Do you know what we put down for this movie on our year predictions? It's important. The people want to know. Shel- uh, Matt had like an 80 something and Shelby had like 40s, I think. Oh, look at you, Marin. You really are our number one fan. 
Thank you. Um, I was right I said 84 and Shelby said 70. So oh, JK. Dang it. But Shelby said that Toy Story 4 would only get a 50%, which so, <laughs> so I was just gonna I think you wrote down the wrong ones. I think those two were f- inverted and you just miss mm. you miss Shelby. So And also I did not hate this movie. So I don't know who you're telling off like we all agreed I, with you. I, Come I yeah, we both circle. liked it. Literally both me and Matt said we no, liked but it. But it has fifty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes and all the that means half of the people like, liked this it. This is a soulish soulless cash grab. I feel like you're trying to make inside. this your a Star is Born, where <laughs> I famously last year said that it was terrible. Then you saw it and, and you, you agreed. Were right, and then it went on to <laughs> lose lots of th- awards for a whole season. So, you know, like I was vindicated. I yeah. don't think that's going to happen for you for this movie. But, you know, well, not we'll everyone see. can be me. We'll see. We'll see. Shelby, 52 means that 50% of the people liked it. More no, than it, half of the people liked it. 80, 2% percent more. Has, <laughs> and it has an 80 <laughs> Nine percent audience score. So that means oh, well, that most people, people like are it. Delusional. Okay. No. <laughs> they were. I'm right. You guys well, are wrong. I told you so. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. let's do the mm-hmm. rapid fire questions, okay? Because I uh, I have some good ones. Oh gosh. Okay. I have a couple too. Uh, okay. Which pop star do you think is going to uh, <laughs> belly up for an Oscar song win attempt next year? Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, well, I Taylor Swift it. and Jennifer <laughs> Hudson are both going to do one for cats. So, so I guess they're going to try. <laughs> no, we were talking about serious contenders. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying they think it is. I have no idea if they oh, will be, okay. but I'm yeah. saying they're oh. going to try. I would love to see. Well, you know, I'm saying I would love to see Taylor Swift try to come for Beyonce, but she's managed <laughs> she's to somehow. She's done it before. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Shelby! We go talk later. Wins previously, so hold my earrings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you need you, Marin. You need to calm down. You just need to calm down. That's what you need to do. You just calm down. Unless it's Scooter Braun, and then we're not calm anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay so song. anyways 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 if this uh if these characters were real people up for awards who would get the razzie and who would get the academy award it's a razzie what's a ra- oh my gosh what are you doing on this podcast it's the i'm sorry it's the oscar like the anti-osc it's the worst actors of the year it's like the it's oh the, duh okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Shelby's pissed off because you didn't agree with her about <laughs> how this movie was bad. Um, I'm gonna give the Oscar clearly to Beyonce for her vocal performances here, and uh, I'm gonna great. give the Razzie to uh whoever was the writer behind Scars <laughs> revisioned in this plot. Yeah, pretty bad, pretty bad. I would agree with those. No, you have to come up with your own. Can come I agree? On. Well, he already took. I cannot come up with a different. I can't give the Oscar okay. Well, to you can do. You can give him the Academy to Beyonce. Me? Okay, but who gets okay. the Razzie or the Academy? There's plenty to choose from. <laughs> Scar. Why not just Scar? Not the <laughs> you're right. People That's fair. behind Scar. You make a lot of good points. <laughs> I agree. I think the I think the Razzie goes to the um, screenwriter for worst original work because he just stole eighty percent of his work from the uh, nineteen ninety four version. And you know what? The Oscar can go to um, Hans Zimmer because he deserves it, and I love him. So oh yeah, 
he already got an Oscar for this. So well, but you know, you know just take a time. S- same music. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Okay, Marin, you got a question for us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a dumb question. Um, so imagine that all the movies for the foreseeable future, for the rest of your life, every animal in it is either like the animal from Cats or the animals <laughs> from The Lion King. Oh, gosh. which do you choose? <laughs> The Lion King, 100%. I don't need tails coming directly out of buttholes. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think, you know, they do a good job animating animals here. I wouldn't mind a little baby warthog. So cute. Too bad they grow into little nasties. Okay, I have another question. Of all Disney characters, which one would you like to voice in a live action remake? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Let me think, let me think. So, um, audience, I don't know who your audi- audience, I am half Peruvian, so I'd be anyone in the Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> it's truly a treasure. You would bring, you would save the, you would give some true, some authenticity to that story of some, the Yeah, of the some llama. true Peruvian. Yeah. This is that would very be really powerful. Because I... I was going to say that I would be Cusco from the Emperor. Not allowed. So you could be Isma, and we could just be BFFs. I'm not gonna. Okay, I would be anyone but Isma. I don't know why you. Yeah, come on. She's what? The I guess who is the? You don't, I guess you, you could be, to be the, the pregnant, the pregnant mom. Her name's Chicha. Come on. <laughs> She can. We can do a gender swap. Uh, Emperor's new girl. Oh, she can be the emperor. You can be the. You can be Pancho. Yeah. I'm the emperor. Pancho. Why I've did you already... just say Poncho? I don't think you deserve this. His name's Pacha. Oh my gosh. You're Whatever. Really I didn't your memorize the, the, the. There are like three names. I got Yzma and Kronk and so Cusco, and, and so I didn't remember the family. This is so They're... embarrassing for you. Pacha's like a main character. character. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. Shelby, who are you going to be? You can okay, be Yzma. I guess I would be... No. Let me think here. Okay, I got distracted by your racist forgetfulness. Um, <laughs> I guess I would want to be uh, the cute little kitty in Aristocat. Do I have to be cast as someone who's my... Oh, a white So I basically person? have to be one of the Swedish oh. people in Frozen? Yeah, it's so hard what? to find a white character oh. in animated movies, isn't a white it, Matt? Ca- oh my gosh, Matt. <laughs> oh, it's so hard, huh? It's not like well, you could be any of the princes or hunchback. You don't have you know? to be the... <laughs> well, I can't be the hunchback. I don't have a hunchback. That's disabilityism, Shelby. How dare you? And I can't be Esmeralda because she is gypsy, which I'm not. And I think a gypsy is also an offensive term now. Yeah, so. I was like, okay, mm. okay, okay. New question. What animal focused movie do you want them to make a uh, remake of? Rescuers. Photorealistic. Done. The Rescuers. <laughs> Oliver yes. and Company. How many oh, dogs? That's a good one. It's a great movie. I I do want that, but I also don't want it because of the same issues I had with this. But you know, well, you're the one who asked this question. (laughs) (laughs) What did you want from shots fired? Okay, most important question, Marin. What is your favorite Beyonce album? (laughs) Lemonade. Oh, okay. Okay. What's your favorite? 
I think I know. I feel like this is an unpopular opinion, but I really like Four. I feel like I four love is Four. My That's my second favorite album. I all of the songs are so good on that one. Four is uh, but great, but I also love Lemonade, and I also love Beyonce, and I yeah. also love Beat It. They're all good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I true. am Sasha Fierce might be my least favorite, but oh well, my nickname is Marin Fierce. So, oh, well, there you go. I have never heard anyone say that. Do you call her that often, Shelby? Yeah, she's in my phone, Marin Fierce, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a hashtag my sister made, and it's Marin Fierce, and it's all pictures of me. So, okay, I'm joking. You can look it up, Shelby. We'll tag that. I have another question. Yeah. Okay, so the part where Beyonce says, Are you with me, Lion? (laughs) To the. (laughs) <laughs> no, she says lions attack. Well, either way, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I thought of like her, like I thought of come on lions, now let's get information. Yeah, because that'd be hilarious. They should. Yeah. That'd be freaking that. awesome. They yeah. should have done it. So my mm-hmm. question is, if you had to choose a war cry based off of a famous song lyric, what would it be? <laughs> oh, oh man, that's, that's a good a one. Good one. Okay. Oh man. Okay. 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 Um. Oh man, this is okay. I'm just trying to think of all the other Beyonce oh. songs. I mean, yeah, I already chose Marin. formation because yeah, I yours? came up with that. Oh, I came it. up with the formation thing. So uh, okay, I said true. it to you that's right good. after the that's movie. Good. You did. You did. I can. I'm a witness to that. It's her idea. Hers original. So no one steal it. I don't. I don't know exactly how this would fit into a movie, but I'm imagining some kind of Fast and the Furious type thing where we use <laughs> shut up and drive as a war cry. Yeah. I feel like that could be good. That would be good. Cool, 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 cool. Man, now I'm struggling. I just like forgot every, my brain's like melted. Taylor Swift has so many good ones. It's so <laughs> tricky. You guys are so like, disrespectful to like, me. Like what about, um, nothing, what about like, oh, the, free, the fridge well. light is on and I'm coming down the stairs <laughs> and thinking of you or like, um, yeah. oh, you wore it that sweater like, I once Shade had. never made anybody less gay. And then <laughs> we would all charge. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, weird appropriation yikes. yeah i did not yeah. love that music video yeah. have to I, say. I'll, I, I think i'll play poncho before i start going, His poncho. whatever close enough he wears a poncho Okay. So all well, Peruvians. Are you racist? Okay. Okay. That, okay. That feels like a racist statement. I'm sure they're not all wearing ponchos all the time. That's You're right. Ignorance. You're right. Well, guess what? <laughs> okay, that's all. What? I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you came swinging. You missed, but I admire you for trying. Um, okay, here's a nerdy question. What Shakespeare play should be adapted for CGI animals next? <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, because that is what Lion King no 2 is Juliet? based off of. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, but, it already happened. But Lion King 2 is based on Romeo and Juliet, and that's what I want to see, because I want to see the musical version of oh, Inupendi yeah. that they try to do <laughs> in realistic style, which I'm sure will be very dull. yeah well that'll be good i'm excited for that i mean you know what else is this guy gonna do he did jungle book he did lion king natural next step lion king 2 i say i feel like much do but nothing would be interesting in animal form oh yeah what kind of animals would it be be like would it be like amazon birds or would it be like 
like dogs, <laughs> you know, what would you do? Always, always dogs. Always oh, dogs. Dogs cute. are great. I love dogs. That would be fun. You could have the different dog factions and they just You be... could have Benedict like 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 Tramp from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> That'd be so cute. That would be so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you should pitch this. It's so precious. I love it. I love it. We have a lot of big names who listen to the podcast, so they'll hear. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely happen. <laughs> right after my Hashtag Toy Story Mad Max. Fierce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that disaster. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyways um i mean that's a lot of talk on lion king i really i really left the theater feeling nothing but dead inside so i'm glad we got a whole hour out of this but thank you so much for joining us it was such a pleasure to get your totally unbiased um perspective on this film you know nothing swaying you either way i really appreciated it nothing but pure talent yeah yeah that's true. I am also very thankful that you were here. Come back anytime you feel like <laughs> you need to vent uh, with me about Shelby's poor taste. All right. Uh, it's much appreciated. <laughs> and for those of you listening at home, if you agree with us that Shelby just doesn't know what she's talking about most of the time, <laughs> follow us on social media and let her know. We're at Instagram yeah, and Twitter at PS You're Wrong. And Shelby runs those accounts. So you yeah, can feel it, it free really to leave all your... Yeah, it really hits close Every DM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. And you can also uh, send us an email with your ideas for Shakespeare plays or um, CGI animals you could play at PSYourWrong at gmail.com. And then um, next week we won't be doing an episode, but we'll be active on social media and uh, keeping you up with all the good news we can find so yes and we'll be back in two weeks to talk about the new fast and the furious movie and i have never (gasps) seen a fast and the furious movie so it will be a fun episode yes Uh, oh i'm so excited like that is the antithesis of lion king for me there's nothing i'm more stoked about than Hobbs and shaw so look forward to that (laughs) goody well thanks again so much for coming on Marin, and thanks to everybody else for listening and we will be back in two weeks bye (laughs) 